Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. And welcome to episode 121 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author-entrepreneur Wendy H. Jones. 121 episodes, and what a fun and exciting and information-packed 120 weeks it's been so far, and I'm looking forward to bringing you another 120 weeks. You'll have to bear with me this week, folks, because I'm hoarse and I'm suffering from jet lag in equal measure. Um, so it may not be as long as, uh, as long a show as it normally is, but I apologize for that, but I can only do what I can do. And I love bringing you it and I didn't want to let you down for a week. As you can gather, I am now back from Antigua and I am, and as I say, I'm suffering from jet lag. Uh, it was almost uh, 20, well, it was, it was 27 hours to get back from Antigua, from leaving the hotel to getting back inside my house. Hence the reason I'm hoarse and I, uh, I'm exhausted. But I am in fine fettle. I've had an amazing, amazing two weeks. And that's what I want to talk to you about this week. I'm going to talk about um, expecting the unexpected. Because really and truly, the unexpected can happen. Um, before I do that I and tell you about my trip, I would like to say that it's an absolute pleasure to bring you this show every week. I do so willingly. And if you enjoy... Um, if you enjoy it, then you can support the show uh, and the time it takes me to do it by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. And you can uh, support me for just $3 a month, which is the price of a tea or coffee a month. And I would be very grateful and it would let me know that you enjoy the show and you want me to keep doing it. Um, my throat's getting strained again, so I'm going to stop, uh, pause it for a moment, take a drink and then I will carry on. So what of my trip to Antarctica? Well, I've had the most amazing time, let me tell you. It has been a blast. And it was amazing in many different ways because uh, some of the things I expected to happen happened. Some of the things I expected to happen didn't happen. And other things I wasn't expecting at all tipped up and helped me, just as if the universe came together. And it was amazing. So the trip to Antigua itself, I, as you know, I organized it to the nth degree. I set various things up um, and I'm grateful to various places in Antigua for um, actually helping me and for being so willing to answer questions. Firstly, the archives. The archives were extremely helpful. Um, I went there. It's not a huge archives, but they are extremely accommodating. Now, one of the things they did was get out the microfiche for me and they gave me access to local newspapers of the time when my um, gentleman Thomas Graham would have been there. And that was amazing. It was so good to look through the newspapers and I learned so, so, so much from that, um, which uh, was something I wasn't expecting because I didn't know what to expect, really. Other things I thought they would have, like maps of the time and things like that that I'd be able to look through, they didn't quite have maps of the time when I was there. The, the maps that they had didn't go back far enough. So I think we go with assumptions that um, you're going to find out things that you don't. Now, very little of what they do is online. You can't access it online. You physically have to go there. So you don't find out until you get there that 
perhaps things aren't as accessible as you thought they might be. But that didn't matter. They gave me a couple of maps from the early 1940s. And what it did was give me, which was 100 years later than I was looking for, but it did give me a, a there was shipping. They had shipping on them as well. So it gave me an idea of what the coastline would have been like, um, of what it would have been like where my um, where Thomas Graham was sailing in. I mean, he was a surgeon. He may have stood on deck while he sailed into uh, Antigua. And it gave me a, an idea of what he would have been seeing um, from the sea, which would have been amazing. Um, and I was able to visualise what the harbour was actually like on a map as well as walking uh, Nelson's Dockyard and the harbour, uh, Falmouth Harbour, uh, Nelson's Dockyard. I was able to walk them and find out what they were actually like. Um, but one of the other things I did, um, I went on a, a tour of the dockyard and I got a lot of information. I was also really, really fortunate to be able to speak to a, a an archaeologist uh, called Dr. Chris, I think it was Chris Winters, and he gave me so much information, so, so much information um, about the um, dockyard and about the Antigua of the time, um, about slaves, even though slavery was abolished um, during that time, um, they didn't have it. There was still the king's uh, slaves who were free men who were still working in the dockyard. I learned so much and I learned so much that I wasn't expecting um, to learn. And then I also went to um, on a private tour of uh, Clarence House, which was the governor's house. Um, although it would have, when my gentleman Thomas Graham was there, that would have been the naval commander's house. And without going up there, I mean, I wasn't actually planning on going up there. But without going up there, I would not know what it actually looked like down in the harbour itself because I discovered that the naval command, the naval commander had um, a 360-degree view and he could actually look down on both Falmouth Harbour and on um, uh, Nelson's dockyard and could see the ships coming in. He could actually watch them coming in and I got such a good visual. Now, I was given a private tour. Um, myself and Susan, who was out there with me, were given a private tour by a a young woman, a historian from the naval dockyard called Desley, and she was amazing. She had so, so much knowledge um, of the um, the time, the uh, Antigua of the time, on the dockyard of the time, on um, ships that were coming and going, um, on the fortifications that you can see from the um, harbour. And I got a really good visual, a really good visual of how the two forts would have um, protected the uh, protected the um the Nelson's Dockyard's uh, entrance, which was very narrow, from the French, from French invasion, would stop French ships coming in. And then I got to see all the different forts, the uh, fortifications that would have um, would have stopped the French coming into Falmouth Harbour because we were very much at war with the French then. And we were trying to protect um, the French who would come from Martinique and places like that and try to invade Antigua. So... Um, 
I got a really good visual of that, a, a fabulous, fabulous visual of uh, what was happening then. And it backed up what I was reading in the newspapers about what was happening with the French and uh, the attacks. The other thing I learned was that Nelson's dockyard, rather than being um, a haven for ships, it was where ships were actually um, where ships were actually repaired. So it would have been a foul, smelly, noisome, horrible place in those days. And most of the ships went into Falmouth, but they came into, if they needed any repairs, they came into um, Nelson's Dockyard. And they also had a, a ships out there that were pretty much um, out of commission. And that is where uh, the where the naval ratings would have stayed on the ships when they came into Antigua if their ship was being repaired and they had to be moved out. They were also used as prison ships. And um, I mean, I just, honest to goodness, without going out to Antigua, I would not have realised this. And why am I telling you all this? Well, the reason is that I want you to get the feeling of how useful it is to actually go somewhere and put your feet on the ground. There is no replacement for actually putting your feet on the ground because you get the bigger picture. You get a much better idea of what's going on. So I really was, uh, when I say expect the unexpected when you go on these trips, I, I mean it because I did not realise that if I went up to Clarence House, what a, a huge picture I would get Um not just a visual picture, but a picture in my head of what was happening, a historical picture of what was happening in Antigua at that time, in that hour I spent at Clarence House. Um, I learned a lot of other things about Clarence House as well, but in terms of my um, gentleman, then it was worth it. Now, I don't know whether my gentleman went up to Clarence House to dinner or not. I would like to think that perhaps he did because he uh, wrote to a lot of different people. He he seemed to know a lot of people um, who were high up uh, in the uh, military at that time. And he may have got an invite from the naval commander. And now I know all about the house, what it was like. I've got a visual of it, the, the, the dishes they used, the cutlery they used. I know everything. So if I want to set a scene like that, it's there in my head. I also took photos. So the photos are there ready for me. The whole thing is just phenomenal. Um, I cannot tell you how much I learned during that one hour visit and it was worth every penny. Um, I paid $150 to get the private tour and it was well worth it because um, I could ask any questions I wanted and I had the guide at my fingertips really. So so that was fabulous. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, one of the other things that happened, I went to the museum and I explained who I was, what I was looking for. And they were amazing. It's a small museum, but it's packed full of information. And they let you wander around and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But then um, they said, oh, we have an archive if you would like to come and look at it. Just let us know in advance and we'll make sure that we've got the right books out for you. So I arranged a time when I could go and I could do some work in the archive and I could not believe it the amount of stuff they got out for me and they had loads of maps they had loads of things I could look at they had lots of documents they had books I mean really and truly they had so much stuff I could have spent weeks in there alone um, and they Everything that I got was just so um, helpful, including excerpts from Admiral Lord Nelson's um, letters. Now, I have to say that Admiral Lord Nelson was before the time I'm actually looking at, but I still had to look at them because to get excerpts from um, 
letters like that is absolutely unbelievable. It was phenomenal. I could not believe that I was actually looking at that in um, a museum in Antigua and learning so much from it. Um, I just I spent um, about three hours there uh, looking through all the documents that they gave me. Um, I was very fortunate that they let me take photographs of stuff. Um, I was able to write a lot of stuff down. I was able to look through books, books that I probably wouldn't have been able to get hold of otherwise. And I got so much information about um, everything that um, I needed in about 19th century Antigua, 19th century naval history. It was just phenomenal. And that was just, you know, a casual conversation with the person when I went in the door because I was really only going to look at the museum. As I say, the museum itself was small, so what I got from the actual displays was uh, quite limited, but I got a lot. I got an, uh, some, but then what I got out of their archives was absolutely phenomenal, and I wasn't expecting that when I actually went to the museum. So I went there twice, and as I say, I spent ages poring through books and documents and was blown away by the uh, information I got. The other thing I learned, um, uh, well, happened, not learned, uh, although I did learn in the process, um, the other thing that I actually um, realised when I went out there, uh, that happened by accident, I was in the archives and a Canadian gentleman and his wife came in and we just said hello and that was it really. Anyway, we after we'd been to the archives, because they shut at 12, we went for lunch at Hemingway's Cafe and Bar, which was a hotel during my um, gentleman's time. So so it was quite, um, it's a historic building. It's still the same building that's there. Um, I We banged into them again and said hello. And the lady said, oh, I'm from Scotland originally. I live in Canada now. And we got chatting and it turned out her husband was um, a, a historian. And they came regularly to um, Antigua and he had done numerous books on the history of Antigua, the naval history, the history itself, um, military history, everything. So I got about four or five of his books and honest to goodness, I cannot believe how much information I got from those books. And I would never have known about him um, unless I'd actually spent time um, in and in Antigua uh, and had gone to the archives and we'd banged into them. Expect the unexpected. Amazing, amazing couple. The gentleman chatted to me for ages about his research, about what he'd done, about the different um, things and so knowledgeable, so, so knowledgeable. His name was... Richard Dingwall and his wife was Gloria. So a huge thank you and shout out to Richard and Gloria for sharing so much knowledge with me and Richard for writing the books because they were phenomenal and so helpful to me. And it just goes to show you've got to expect the unexpected. And again, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't have been out in Antigua. I wouldn't have known about this gentleman's books. I wouldn't uh, have read them. And yet there they were um, available for me to read in Antigua, which I did. And uh, I, as I say, I learned so much from them. So you've got to expect the unexpected. Um, even the taxi drivers, the taxi drivers know the history of the island inside out. They'll give you information. When you tell them what it is you're doing, they'll just start talking and you'll get so much information from them. Um, 
you know, everybody knows about their history in Antigua. They know a lot about it. And again, if you weren't there physically in the country, then you wouldn't get that. So the reason I'm doing this show today, albeit a shortened one because my throat really is being strained, is um, to say that there is no substitute for actually going to the place that you are researching. It's Yes, you can do a lot online. Yes, you can do a lot um, in the area. Uh, you can do a lot... Um, uh, from uh, archives in Britain or archives in America or wherever it is you live. But you're not going to get the actual flavour of it unless you're there. And it's unexpected things that can happen where nuggets just drop into your lap and you find out so much information that will help you with your book. So I hope this has helped you ne- this week. I'll be back next week, hopefully with a less strained voice and a longer show. Until then, keep writing and keep reading.